0: The views and opinions expressed by guests on Connected do not necessarily reflect those of Side Street Studio Arts. Episodes may contain adult language.
1: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Connected. I'm Alex Sharp with Side Street Studio Arts, and I'm here with Brandstar Sihana, um, artist and art educator, to talk about her art and what it's like teaching art. Um, so first, Brandstar, can you give a little background about you as an artist and the medium, such mediums, that you work with?
0: Hello, I am Brandstar Sihana. I um went to uh, Illinois State University to major in art education, and uh, my second major was in painting. Um, but um, let's talk about how that's, that's not my favorite <laughs> media. Uh, my favorite media to work with is um, clay, building things out of clay. I love, I love working with all of them, really, like jewelry, ceramics, printmaking. I fell in love with, unfortunately, my senior year covid hit when i could advance to another advance um to another to a more difficult class um so i really like printmaking but i'll still love painting it's my um go-to i think i'm very skilled at it or i do it well Uh, is it my if i could go back and do other things i would love to explore other medias more thoroughly
1: yeah
0: um yeah, I know you're
1: really big and really, really good at ceramics. I mean, you've always been a really good painter, but it's awesome seeing you kind of blossom and working with clay. Did you find that? I know you did a little bit in high school, but did you really fall in love with that more so in college? Oh,
0: yeah. I um, hated it in high school. <laughs> like, I hated how I could never make anything worth keeping, and everything was just so thick, but I think it just really is in a medium that you have to work hours on and spend sitting um, with and what I really like about working with ceramics and clay is that okay if it doesn't go well you ditch it make a new one and it's I feel like if okay if a painting sucks and you spent 20 hours on it there's no looking back just complete it move on (laughs) Um, but there goes 20 hours right um but my professor once said once you get stuck in the mud you can't get out of it so i'm just like man i am stuck in the mud i I really like that
1: expression like you're you're in it now, and Mm -hmm. yeah i always thought ceramic was difficult because it is hard to get it right Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's
0: hard to get it right and my students struggle so much with it but they like end up loving they love getting their hands dirty and again Mm -hmm. stuck in the mud
1: (laughs) um so what what grades do you teach and what classes do you teach
0: all of them besides elementary. So currently I'm teaching at a middle school and high school. I have taught intro to photography, intro to 3D arts. I'm currently teaching intro to 2D arts. I've taught art one, and at the middle school level it's just art one, art two, art three. <laughs> so that's what I do. So kind of,
1: is it what you're interested in or wherever they need you to kind of be <laughs>
0: It's, since I'm one of the younger teachers, it's just I will take what they give me, (laughs) and in 99% of the time, maybe 98, I can work with it. There is a lot of self-learning because you have to go back and learn so many different or so many principles. Like, for example, Photoshop, it's (laughs) a lot of, okay, what can I... um, what do I have to go learn so I can teach, but also have a basic understanding of um, so I could teach it well? Because I know basic things. It's just teaching it and being able to know the steps and knowing the why. And um, if students have any questions and not just standing there like, oh, I don't know. Well, it's obviously going to be I'll find out. But it's a lot of self learning
1: yeah I can see that especially like you might know the answers but having to explain it to a child who might not know Mm -hmm. in a way that they'll understand in all these different forms of media it might be like a little tricky
0: yeah so I guess I was um so they kind of like I take what they throw at me and it's um and it's fine it's a learning experience for me but most but I say like most of the time I enjoy everything I teach because I'm not going to teach anything that I don't love myself, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to teach anything that I feel like is cookie cutter or I even bore myself with. I'm going to make it exciting, especially being so young. I understand what's exciting to them. Mm -hmm. Um, something that I like to say is a goal of mine when teaching. I like to teach things or, um, use materials that TikTok wouldn't be able to teach Mm -hmm. and kids wouldn't have access to.
1: Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what made you want to pursue being a
0: teacher? Um, funny story. So I've always wanted to do fashion design. Like, it's just I've always been I always been in awe with clothing. And my mom was a seamstress. So um, I designed my prom dresses and had my mom kind of sew them up for me. That's the thing that I struggled with, the sewing part. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, by the time my senior year of high school rolled around, I'm just like, wait. <laughs> I can't, I can't sew that much, so I might feel that I'm a little behind. So I kind of was figuring out, okay, what do I do know? And it's art. I know how to art. Um, and then I also thought about, okay, what else do I, um, what are my other experiences like? And it's like, well, I've, like, worked with Hamilton Wings, with Dr. Jones, um, and if you don't know who she is in Elgin, you should know. She's amazing. <laughs> um, so I've worked within the programs And they've always been with kids, always been related to the arts. I've um, volunteered for as a high schooler for different cultural art camps and whatnot. So I was like, okay, this is my experience. I think I will do well with this. I feel like I could connect well with the youth. So let's just let's just try this. Um, So, yeah, that's how I got to come March of 2016 like six months before college started I was like okay I guess art education it is and also a lot um, I think having great art teachers really helped with that I think Miss Brannon over at Larkin High School and um, my other art teacher Miss Lang she I she was such a great artist and art teacher look up to like she was just so badass Uh, can i can i say badass she was just so badass i'm like i want to be her um and i feel like just seeing those awesome art teachers i was like oh yeah i can do this and i feel like i would be able to like enjoy myself and i think since they also went to the same school illinois state university i feel like i was being led in the right direction because they turned out great they um were great influences so i was like why not
1: yeah um so another question is what is your classroom dynamic like? Is there a lot of different skill sets? Um are there students that are very passionate about art, students that are kind of like, oh, I'll take this class, whatever, easy A kind of <laughs> students?
0: Answer is of course. Yeah. Of course. I feel like there are a lot of students who come in and they're like, "Oh, I really want to do art in my future, so I want to try this out, I've met some eighth graders coming in during curriculum night and be like, I want to do something with interior architecture. I'm like, that's so awesome that you know that since the eighth grade, like you have what, six no, five more years until college or when you need to like start figuring things out. And they're like, I want to do art. It's like, we have those students. Then we have students where like, um, they're kind of in between. They kind of just want to explore some electives. And um, a lot of them surprise themselves with what they can achieve. And a lot of them didn't know that they were good or um, even could be successful in art, which is awesome. Um, There are some that are like, man, I wasn't even put in this class. But that's okay. That's okay because I think there are so many different skills offered within, like, just taking an art class. You can be able to exercise your fine motor skills. You can be able to creatively think. Um, Visual literacy, like being able to um, read images, is super important. And that's something I like to stress as a teacher as well being able to interpret things visually and not just be able to do things and do it right and do things realistic. Like that's not my philosophy. Mm -hmm. Um, So if students can walk away with that, that's amazing. That's my goal. But yeah, I definitely had a student last year that she was taking my class, did not do so hot until we had to tell her that whatever she gets in this class counts towards her GPA. <laughs> yeah, she did not know electives counted towards her GPA. I'm like, uh-uh, honey, everything you take besides the study hall counts towards <laughs> your GPA. So, yes, we oh, do no. have those students that are like, I'm just taking it because I need to fill up my room, mm-hmm. like, my schedule. Um, but you know what? We turned that student around, and we got her, like, a B. Nice. <laughs>
1: I like that you said, like, <clears throat> even though if they're not into art, like, it's kind of like the, you know, A lot of people I know, we were artistic kids, and we were like, why do we need math? And it's like, well, math helps you think critically. Same thing with, like, well, why do I need to take an art class? I'm not going to be an artist. Well, art teaches, you said, fine motor skills, critical Mm -hmm. thinking, visual literacy. Like, I like how you think of it like that, not just, like, so everybody can get something out of it. Um, Do you find it hard to teach these two different dynamics that are going on in your classroom, catering to the kids who are very passionate, and then, like you said, the one student who didn't even know it counted towards her GPA.
0: I feel like as teachers, you just have to easily, like, it's just you have to accommodate, learn how to accommodate every single student um, the way that they learn and the, um, yeah, the way that they learn. So whether it is, okay, they're starting at learning how to um, like, I had some students struggle with making, like, really smooth lines with the Sharpie and whatnot. If that's where you need to start, then I'll meet them there. It's a lot about meeting where they are and not just um, having one kind of, like, same plane that we're starting off. Everyone starts at somewhere different. Other, uh, other people have different uh, fine motor skills, like, very fine motor skills. Um, others don't. So you just got to help them where they are and be able to accommodate to them.
1: Yeah. Uh. <clears throat> um. And this, you you kind of mentioned um, TikTok a little bit, because that was um, something I thought of, because when we were in high school, social media and the internet were very prevalent. But I feel like it's even more so now, just in TikTok being a thing in general. And, you know, professionals always go on about how social media is giving us shorter attention spans and all this stuff. And Um, Do you find do you find it hard to encourage creativity with a generation that's very heavy on social media and and the Internet?
0: The way I do it. No. Um, Short answer. No, because the way I like to drive my lessons is that it has to be has to be relevant to them. You know, um, if they're not passionate about it, if they don't like it, then what's the point of doing it? <laughs> Cause some people are like, man, I feel like we were doing these mugs and some, I, pin, using Pinterest as a teacher for me, I'm just like, if that's where you need to start to get inspiration, sure, fine. But don't let it drive everything that you do. Just let it be like a visual, like, okay, this is what's possible. And this is what I like. This is what I don't like. Um, but a lot of students are either doing what I say of, like, okay, getting inspiration from it, or some students are like, this is what I want to do because it looks good. Mm-hmm. And then they start comparing themselves and be like, man, like, this is what I want to do because it looks good. But they're not – they only want to do it for aesthetic purpose. And I'm just like, then why do you want to do it? And, like, I there's there was one instance that I – like, she really liked a photo off of Pinterest. And I asked her, but why do you want to do it? She was like, because it looks good. And then she, I was like, okay, fine, fine. Just try it yourself. And, um, she ends up not liking it because of the way it's coming. And I was like, because you're not liking it because there's, it's not important to you, Mm -hmm. you know? So you you really have to drive your lessons and what the students do and it has to be relevant to themselves. Like, um, and I understand if we're doing still lifestyle sort of learning basic stuff, but throwing in, like, s- some personal personality into it, um, I think I highly encourage because, if it's again, if it's not something that's important to them, why do they want to do it? Uh, I'm trying to think of other projects. So I did this nostalgic cardboard project. Kids were super excited because they picked, like, a nostalgic item. We were working with cardboard. Mm-hmm. Cardboard is a very easily easily accessible um, supply you touch it probably once a week Mm -hmm. um not something people think as fine arts but like kids loved it because it was something nostalgic to them I saw easy bake ovens I saw like toy keyboards I saw a um darn what's the thing where it's like a boyish toy and like they it like spins but anyway like Mm -hmm. these boys were just like so in love with spinning this thing on top of the table after like out of cardboard so it's like it's those things that matter just making it important to them So again, I don't feel like technology, Um, I think they use technology a lot as like, I want it, this is my expectation, because all these artists are making awesome things on TikTok and on Instagram and on Pinterest, this is what I want, but at the end of the day, I'm just like, why, why are you making that for aesthetic purposes, or because you want to, you want to challenge yourself on like your technique and skills, or does it, like, is it important to you? Like, will you be able to handle this for four weeks or three weeks, however long the project is?
1: Yeah. I think that's a super important lesson because I know when I was in high school in our classes, finding my personal style was the hardest part. And you're just, when you're that young, I feel like you're just caught up in does it look good? Does it look as good as everybody <coughs> else's? Mm-hmm. Does it look as good as the artist that I found online? But that. Is it personable? Is your personal style in it? Does this mean anything to you? Is it might be hard for them to break when they're young, but it's gonna help them yeah. a million times in the long and, run. And it's
0: so hard to unlearn as high schoolers. I like I know in high school, my senior year painting project was a series of Elgin paintings, mm-hmm. right? There, and I was trying to research like vintage photos and like things like a guy on a metro train. Um, like, downtown, like, I think it was, like, East Chicago Street or Grove Street, like, a very vintage photo. Um, But then, like, at the end of the day, like, why did I want to do that? What for? Mm -hmm. You know? And I, and I I know why. I know what my reasoning, my reasoning was silly. It was because maybe because I'm from Elgin, and if I display it somewhere, I'll probably make money out of it because people love Elgin. Mm -hmm. So, that was so silly because, A, it was not a good painting. It wasn't good. It were they were not good paintings. And, B, like, it had no importance to it was not like I had I didn't have as much as a passion it wasn't for me it was thinking it was for the audience Mm -hmm. so I yeah I definitely can relate to that and that's such a struggle at a young age and I hope that like kids can break out of it and not make the same mistakes Mm -hmm. I did.
1: I actually do remember you painting that series and (laughs) the one I did remember liking I don't know if it was part of that series but it was around the same time was the one of you painted you and your sister in front of your house. It was like a photo uh, of you guys in yeah, front of yeah, your yeah. house and yeah. you painted your house kind of around the photo. And I feel like that one, that out of all of it. Yeah. more personal. More personal, it turned out so well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're a young teacher and, you know, you kind of... I feel like since we've been talking, being a young teacher has had its benefits because you understand where these students were a couple years ago. But being a new teacher, you kind of came in in the middle of COVID and now are teaching in a post-COVID um kind of classroom and i know you don't have too much was your student teaching was it during covid yeah it was 2020 and in person okay Mm -hmm. okay um did you i know you don't have too much of a pre-covid experience in the classroom but do you feel like um covid has affected you know the dynamic
0: in the classroom at all um veteran teachers say yes me being naive and ignorant to all that stuff i'm just like everything's fine and dandy to me so i think that's a pro within itself it's like you're just working with what you are presented with and not having to compare to oh back in back pre covid or like this was not how it used to be it's like well me i'm just me being naive and young and kind of not being exposed to how it was i'm just kind of like working with what i have and i don't know it's fine to me because i don't know what it how great or whatever um teachers saying how it was before so (laughs) um kids are addicted to technology I can tell you that and they're um they love and be they love being glued to their phone Mm -hmm. and any sort of like simulation I think everyone can relate to that like our hours in screen time is just racked up because that's all we did during COVID Mm -hmm. um quarantine so that's really hard to and or difficult to break like just kind of like hey, it's not respectful when I'm lecturing to be on your phone. Please get off. That's a reminder, yeah. guys. Like, come on now. So.
1: <laughs> Do you find it harder or easier because art is a little bit more hands-on? Do you feel the like kids are more focused than whereas, like, English, where it's a little bit like more, like, le- or math, where it's, like, more lectured?
0: Oh, um, yeah. I love teaching art because especially when I taught 3D last semester, kids always just had their hands dirty. So, yeah, it's, like, good luck touching your phone, kids. Like, (laughs) good luck getting clay within all the spaces of your phone that you should not get clay in. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, kids were, oh, gosh, they were talking to each other. Like, even, like the popular girls and the theater people and then everyone that were so quiet they were just having great conversations because their hands were dirty and that was so awesome to see yeah uh so yeah
1: oh my gosh I didn't even think of that that's so funny (laughs) that's like their hands are dirty so they're forced to like talk to each other (laughs)
0: it's like sorry guys don't touch your phone you're gonna damage your phone (laughs) if you do
1: Oh gosh, that's funny. Um, So do you, another question I had for you was, do you find time to express yourself as an artist um, with being, you know, a teacher being kind of a huge job? (laughs) It's like a full-time job, but a job on top of a full-time job. And now, you know, you're trying to express yourself as an artist in your free time.
0: Yo, it is hard. (laughs) It is hard. I think... I, the difficult thing of prioritizing is like, okay, I come first, right? So, okay, by the end of the school day, like sometimes it's 3.40, sometimes it's 5 p.m. If I'm running club, 8 (laughs) p.m., right? And I'm not going to go back and do work. By the time I get home, it's like 8.30. I'm going to eat. I'm going to make sure I'm well rested for the next day. Um, So, yeah, like I come first in that moment, it's like, okay, school's done, I really have to put myself and, like, my well-being first, and that most of the time kind of has to, like, kick my, like, art practices to the side, and it becomes a habit, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I, if I'm not creating in the midst of creating, and I'm trying to take care of myself, which is highly encouraged, Mm -hmm. um, then it's like, okay, I just keep procrastinating and pushing it off. Like, it's so comfortable with taking, which is totally fine, I think, of taking care of myself that I don't implement art-making time. Mm -hmm. And it's like I get so much inspiration at times, but it's like when I I struggle with when I'm going to do this because, honestly, after a good 7 a.m. to a 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. or 8 p.m., I just want to lay down. Yeah, I just want to eat and lay down, and it's really hard to... Just kind of get up and do art making. I think it takes. It's it's a lot of like setup and routines as well. It's like you got to set up your paints. You got to make sure that um, you have your references set up. You have your like thoughts in a line so you can be able to do stuff. Or maybe I'm just overthinking. I think as an artist, I overthink a lot. I think then do. That's what my one of my painting professors um said he's like you know what brand star just slap paint on there like (laughs) just do it stop thinking I'm just like what's wrong with thinking but like (laughs) then again it's like yeah um so it's it's difficult finding time is difficult um but I also hear that little voice in my head and just of my professor just saying stop thinking and just do it Mm -hmm. just put a pencil in your hand for 30 minutes
1: Mm -hmm. so do you find that your students inspire you at all to you know take that time to be creative or you know is it more focused just just focusing on you know fostering their creativity or do you find them being inspiring to yourself
0: um I am more focused on my job and trying to foster their creativity creativity because it's like I feel horrible sometimes if I show up to class and not helping them become better um, artists, mm-hmm. you know. And what was that first part of the question? I really wanted to say something. Did it was, you
1: find? Do you find inspiration in your students to be
0: um, more creative? I sometimes, like, apart, like, as my teaching philosophy, like, Before I even stepped foot in the classroom, I was like, I will never forget who I am as an artist. I really want my students to know that I'm a working artist. I'm not just go home and be a teacher and go tend to my kids that I don't have. Well, Mm -hmm. in this case, my cat. Um, (laughs) But like I never wanted to be that person that was like, okay, I just I didn't want my students to know all I do is just teach, which is perfectly fine because teaching is oh, it's. It's a long day. It's a lot of commitment. It's it's a tough it's a tough job, um, but I wanted always wanted my students to know like, hey, I do art stuff too. I'm trying to um, get out there in the world and like um, get myself in galleries and like I don't know. It's kind of cool having students think you're cool, yeah. <laughs> uh, and having students think that I do other stuff outside of mm-hmm. classroom. So I've always wanted to be that person, be that art teacher that can show kids like, hey, this is. I do other stuff, too. I create, too. I'm not just coaching you guys. Mm -hmm. I am participating in the act of creating. And so do they drive my creativity? Not really, because I haven't found the time to be that creative person for them. Yeah. Which is kind of really disheartening but.
1: <laughs> I do like that whole philosophy of you know you're an artist first you're a teacher second and I feel that philosophy makes you a better teacher in and of yourself because mm-hmm. you're like look at the things you can do look at what I'm trying to accomplish and you can do it too kind of thing because I know you know as much as I loved our high school teachers you know other part from Miss Lang who was younger and fresh out of college and still actively trying to pursue art They were teachers. And I feel like once you get into college, at least this was my college experience, all of my professors were working. You know, they weren't just professors. They were, you know, writing papers, getting them published, traveling places, doing art, doing all their own things while they were professors. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I learned so much from them because they were also continuing their craft and all Mm -hmm. of that.
0: And that's what I inspire to be. Because it's like they, used as a student, as a college student, I saw all my professors doing so many things. They were teach, they were guest artists, they were lecturing, they were um, the fact that they created art and could really speak on how they are inspired about their artwork or their artistic processes. Really drove me to be a better artist, and it's like I want to be that for my students.
1: I love that. I love that you're bringing that to the middle school and high school level so that they. You know, you are the inspiration mm-hmm. for your students. Yeah, I,
0: we have in my middle school level, we have like an artwork of the week. And I like every semester I sneak my own artwork in there. <laughs> and and we don't know anyone's, any of the artist names or like we don't research them until the end of the week. And like when I pop up, like I put on a video, it's like, okay, guys, this is a video from the artist. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, surprise, it's me. <laughs> and they're, like, they're like, what? You created that? I'm just like... Yeah, well yeah. you think I do. <laughs> <laughs> like you think a- I just show up here and that's it? Yeah. yeah. And they're like, Oh my gosh, like that's really you? I'm just like, Yeah, guys. <laughs> that's, funny. that's like the
1: equivalent of seeing your teacher at like the grocery store and you're like, You're a person and then you see their art and you're like, You're an artist? Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> guys I, <don't- laughs> I went to
0: art school. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, another question I had, which is a little bit of a tricky one, but um, I know a lot of teachers have the same kind of fear of when you're a younger teacher, you know, you might not get the opportunity to come back um, to the same school, to the same kids. In general, I know it's really tough. Um, so does that fear of possibly not being with the same kids, not being at the same school next year, does that affect any of your motivation
0: or your creativity? In how I teach? Yeah. Um. No, no, no. I think what teacher what my administration look for is that I'm really that I'm an authentic teacher, you know, I'm not teaching um, like I am teaching the basic um, still life, the you know, the very principles, the technique stuff and but I'm not so I'm not so old school. <laughs> like, I feel like I bring in such new things. I see a lot of um, veteran teachers that are recycling their old, their like same lessons that they've shoot, that they've, did, that they've done in their own high school classes mm-hmm. or since the early 2000s. It's like, it's time for a change, you know, do some stuff that is relevant to you. And I think what inspires that, what in- inspires my authenticity is like what I did in college and what I learned in college and how I, learn to be my authentic artistic self. And I think that is what makes kids more passionate about um, being my class and much more excited and in tuned with what they're doing. And I think that's what administrators are looking for. Um, So at the end of the day, I really just want my kids to have fun and enjoy art and not beat themselves down to, oh, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. can't even draw a stick figure, which I've heard 10,000 times. But I'm like, man, I had a learn how to draw a stick figure I didn't know how to draw a stick figure in college but I had to and uh like it made me progress into drawing a full body like that's Mm -hmm. how you start drawing a um like a full body model but anyway like no I just be myself and I think that's um I'm I don't I don't know how to explain like hmm yeah, I guess the best way is I try to be myself because I've, I'm i not going to be someone I'm not in front of students and just be so, like, you guys can't see me, but I'm putting my hands on my hips just, like, frowning upon <laughs> children. Like, I'm not going to be that and not going to, like, mm-hmm. yell at kids if they can't get their values correctly or yeah. X, Y, and Z and not reach a... Um, you know, not be the best artist, that's not what any, I don't think administrators are even looking for, I think it's being able to, like, like, just be, be very interdisciplined as well, mm-hmm. Um, like, including reading and visual literacy and all these different subjects into the arts, Um, engaging other people's, like, um, interests, I think is important, so, like, and I think that's just me being me, it's not me just trying to please other people, I think, yeah, I think what I'm doing is right, you know?
1: Yeah, and I think when you said it comes from an authentic place of wanting your kids to grow and learn and not worrying about what other teachers are doing or what's going to help me, you Mm -hmm. know. You know, you don't want all your – you're like, I want all my kids to be great artists and have these great – no, like, they're all on their own path Mm -hmm. and you're –
0: Yeah, I want my kids to be successful and, like, great artists, but I'm not going to also challenge them to be – michelangelo mm-hmm. you know um I, if that's what they are at then sure i will push them to be the greatest like michelangelo there is <laughs> um but like that's not my i don't know i'm just gonna stop there <laughs> just i lost my train of thought no but. you're
1: fine um my other question for you is um i know you're passionate about southeast asian representation southeast asian and, and pacific islander representation um so do you have the opportunity to exercise that passion in your schools in a creative way?
0: I feel like, um, I feel like it just comes out, yeah. you know, in casual conversation or um, me being Southeast Asian. I just am attracted to artists that represent me. So I'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, my God, guys, look at this cool artist. Um, so I do it very subtly. I'm not like shoving it down their throat. I feel like with all this political talk on, cri- on, like, what is that? I don't critical mean, race theory. Yeah, critical race theory, and X, Y, and Z. It's like I'm not trying to shove whatever that is down people's throat. I'm trying to make sure there's representation in what I teach and um, valuable lessons on diversity and what reality really is like um, for those who are minoritized in society but i don't i don't think i ever do it um performatively Mm -hmm. if that makes sense i think it's just natural for me to just do it like for example it's black history month i'm not um i'm not only like separating this like you know i only teach I don't only teach about black artists during this month, you know, I spread it out, I make sure we have these difficult conversations all throughout the semester. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of artists that that's what is important to them. So you have to like be able to share and honor that this is what other artists are passionate about. Um, So it's important to share that stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. so I do it very subtly. I never try to shove anything down people's throat nor do I want to as a person of color also let's talk about that I never want to feel unsafe in my own work environment oh yeah um, Very I do not <laughs> want to feel challenged by anyone um and you know I've been challenged I've been um gaslit I've been I've felt invalid mm-hmm. um just being a person of color I'm just being existing so I never want to feel that way by anyone in my workplace whether it is a colleague a student so i never try to put myself in a situation that a would make me feel unsafe
1: mhm yeah. yeah that's an unfortunate that you would have to make mm-hmm. sure that but also awesome that you're still able to push that res- ref- representation even you just being a teacher that you know being a teacher of south asian you know descent southeast asian descent is you know, representation of itself mm-hmm. and I'm sure is inspiring to students who are, you know, people, of you know, students of color yeah, and minorities. I hope,
0: so. I hope so. I really do because, um, you know, as a, as a high schooler, I won this Asian scholarship and it really made me feel like crap when I was the only non-biomedical f- STEM field, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I got several dirty looks from people when I mentioned my major being Asian. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that's so, um, it's unfortunate that it's like ingrained in what is a valuable or worth, um, what's what's even like a, a career that should be honored, you know? Yeah. So it's, yeah. There's so I hope my students just kind of like, see that okay, like this is what she's doing, this is what she loves, and she's really passionate about it. (laughs) Maybe I should follow my passions too. Whatever that is.
1: I love that. Um my last question for you. Um what do you hope the future looks like for art educators and their students? I know, you know, there's a lot of talk about I mean, arts are always on the chopping block for budget cuts and struggling with, you know, getting having full classrooms and All of that stuff. So, like, what do you what do you hope for the future for arts? You know, whether that be music, theater, dance, visual arts in schools.
0: I think what it's just experimentation. I feel like that would just be the groundbreaking point. Like, everyone thinks that they need to be X, Y, and Z. That's not involved in the art career. But like, once they try it and they love it it's like I feel like once they're exposed to it and they have exposure and they test it out they possibly fall in love with it they can do more um they can hone in on um what they love and their techniques for it and all the other stuff like I feel like my again my hopes for the uh, being an art educator is just more um more exposure to everyone because don't basically don't knock it till you try it. Yeah. Don't knock it till you try it. Because I feel like so many people can discover their passions and um just through trying things, you mm-hmm. know. I and I know there's so many talented people out there, but I also I feel like they don't aren't as exposed to different career paths they they can take. Like if they are interested like, oh my goodness, I have the student who is interested in um like the biology field Mm -hmm. but also loves the art and she's like you know I really just want to do illustration for like anatomy for like textbooks and stuff I'm like oh my god this is a career field this is a job you can have like go for it man and so I feel like the exposure of all the different career paths and what you can do and just finding out that um that there's so many different possibilities so yeah exposure to the arts and being able to try things then also being able to like be educated and all the different things that you can do, because it's not just, again, like a working artist, you get commissioned and that's how what you live off. It's not just, or be just an art teacher or be a graphic designer for some corporate company. You know, there's so many different options. Like, I know a friend who does murals for a living and she is making a ton of money like mm-hmm. cuz she's booked for the next 6 months. Like that's crazy to be 2 years out of college and just booked mm-hmm. um for a whole year. Like that is your full-time job making murals and also running um in like running your own company and graphic and like doing graphic design things. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah. yeah, I knew I know knew someone who did statistics for museum and galleries about the flow of traffic and, like, best places to put certain things. Like, it's just, like, there are so many yeah. options. Like,
0: even if it's just, um, even if it's just, but, like, um, even if you feel like you want to do accounting, okay, you you're you're being you really want to do accounting because that's what you feel like you'll be successful in but also you have a passion for the arts like that's something that like okay then try to get yourself your foot in the door for an accounting at position at the SAIC because Mm -hmm. right now they're currently hiring (laughs) Um, so that's what I saw and it's like those type of jobs that just are available at like certain organizations and museums like finances and stuff like that it's like just being able to exposure and like being able to learn that you can do okay you major in something in college sure but like what is your true passions what kind of like if you're impassioned about the arts trap like find something that's still mm-hmm. related to arts you don't have mm-hmm. to work for like J.P. Morgan Chase, all your life, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Example: me being uh, passionate about writing and journalism, but also loving the arts. So that's why I'm here yeah, at Side Street. <laughs> there's different possibilities, and yeah. I feel like
0: no one realizes it. Like just 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 do some research, yeah. <laughs> talk and, to people.
1: And I love, I definitely was struggling with that in high school of like, what do I do? Because I knew I, as much as I love creating art, I knew that I did not have the discipline in myself to be a working artist. Mm-hmm. I knew I would hate right, it. Right, right. So, but there wasn't, I mean, my teachers did help a little bit, but there wasn't too much of a, of a push for like, these are all the different career paths. So you understanding that, I think it's just so helpful for your students mm-hmm. that whatever they want to be in the art field, you're you know there to help them achieve that in you know the best way you possibly can
0: and I think what helps also as um a young art educator is having networking experience with people I did in college um so like just knowing a bunch of people in college and what they currently do like I have um Steve Aoki who um who is a music artist who has a concert in Chicago tonight. Um, <laughs> he, like my friend from college who was in the graphic design program, we worked late night shifts together at the front desk of resonance halls. We were RAs together as well. He designed a poster for them and uh, for him. And it's like all those cool things that you can do. Like it exists, people. Like, mm-hmm. I, f- yeah. And I feel like just um, that's my networking there like knowing him and then knowing people that are doing cool things in the creative field um like I know someone who works in a um a media like a media company in California that's the a very famous like Asian American one and like he has met so many different Asian American like celebrities Mm -hmm. um actresses actors musicians and it's like, just like, I think it helps that being so young, I know all these people and be like, look, students, look how cool my friends are. <laughs> and like all of the cool things that they're creatively doing, like mm-hmm. this is possible guys. So that helps just, um, being young and also having that networking experience that yeah. I've had and just know some cool people that are doing cool things.
1: Yeah. That's Awesome. That is uh, all the questions I have for you. Um, is there anywhere that people can go, they can view your art and see what you're up to? Um,
0: let's see. The, um, my art Instagram, that is for 180. 18- 18 years and above only. Um, not for profession. My professional colleagues either. <laughs> it is CSI underscore H A N underscore A R T. Um, that is my art page. Again, if you are a, um, I'm very passionate about my artwork and it might be explicit. So watch out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just a disclaimer. Just yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, thank you for coming on, Brand Star. Um, we know that you know teaching is is a tough job with, you know, not so much financial, you know, rewarding, but hopefully rewarding in, in of itself. And um, yeah. yeah, so we thank you and, and all the educators, you know, whether it be art or any other field, it's tough out there. Yeah. <laughs> so we thank you. Um, thanks for coming on our podcast. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> and thank you for listening for another episode of Connected. I'm Alex Sharp with Side Street Studio Arts, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. <laughs>
0: Connected is a Side Street Studio Arts production. Music by Tanner Melvin. Produced by Nick Mataragas. To find out more about Connected and all the great things Side Street Studio Arts offers, please visit sidestreetstudioarts.org.